podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on the mistletoe, oh, what a beautiful noise. Grab a brew and talk KSU, cause here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for... Uh, Friday episode. It's December 15th. I'm recording this on the uh, afternoon, the noon hour of uh, the 14th. So I don't anticipate anything too crazy happening. Um, But you always have to give those disclaimers. And I will say for um, three, actually probably four shows in the future, um, we're recording things, uh, you know, pretty far in advance. So, next Tuesday's episode is going to be the final Q&A of the year. It's the drunk Q&A episode, bringing Grant back for that timeless tradition for Bosco's Boys. And, uh, actually, I guess five. Um, we're also, hopefully, is everything if everything goes as planned, still haven't recorded it, so I'm really, really testing the fates here. Uh, gonna have Jeff Mitty on Monday, um... And that's going to be recorded uh, a, a little a little bit in advance as well. Um, but on uh, December 22nd, December 26th, and on New Year's Day, um, as well as this episode, it's a four-part series where I'm doing uh, the uh, top ten list, uh, K-State 2023, and five for next year. So today's episode is going to be the top ten players, K-State athletes, from 2023 and then i'm gonna have the five that i'm going to be predicting will be on the list for 2024 um and then the 22nd we're gonna have the top 10 games of 2023 plus the five that i'm looking forward to in 2024 um excuse me on Boxing Day, the 26th of December, we will have the what I considered the top 10 storylines of 2023 in five that I anticipate being big storylines in 2024. And on New Year's Day, we're going to ring in the new year with the 10 what ifs. Oh man, if only this happened. Oh, if only, you know, if only this happened. Um, for 2023 and then five kind of resolutions or predictions or just something um, for 2024 as we ring in the new year. Um, doing these, um, I'm probably going to be recording them, um, you know, here very shortly. Um, obviously, if some breaking crazy news happens, you'll never hear those episodes. We will scrap them and we will uh, address the breaking news. But this way for me, we're going to keep keep it going. Like I said, I wanted to keep the shows going all the way through December. Um, give me a little bit of uh, you know evergreen content, as you will. Be able to record that in advance. Um, schedule them out, and uh, we'll go from there. So I hope you guys like it. 
The biggest thing about these episodes, I want you guys to uh, talk with me, tell me, oh no, hey Scott, you're wrong here, you missed this, you missed that, because I guarantee I missed some stuff uh, that, that you guys would have in your top 10 as well, so um, we're going to we're gonna see what happens, we're going to give this a go, if it, if it works out, then hey, look, uh, my job got a little bit easier for next year, if it doesn't work, hey, that's okay too. Um, but I figured uh, end-of-year countdown stuff is all the rage, so we would get into it. Now, this will not happen for those other three countdown episodes. It's not going to happen with the drunk Q&A on Tuesday. Um, but I am recording this uh, close enough to release date that, hey, wanted to talk about some K-State news, some big K-State news. Uh, if you go back to Wednesday, the Blake Barnett saga, Grant, or, uh Drew and I talked about it. The quarterback out of uh, Colorado, state champion, the all-time career high school touchdown leader in the state of Colorado, beating out Christian McCaffrey. Yes, that Christian McCaffrey for that honor. Um, He had a visit from Chris Kleiman. Uh, I, I believe it was last week or early this week. Taylor Bratt was in town as well. And what do we see? Him just reaffirming his commitment to K-State. So there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of nerves surrounding that one. Uh, Hopefully that puts that all to bed and that will be a very early signature on uh, signing day. I feel very good about that. And then honestly, folks, it, it puts us in a situation where the future of the quarterback room is really looking great. Again, we're going to have Avery Johnson taking the reins here in a couple weeks at the Pop-Tart Bowl. Jacob Knuth backing him up. You have Blake Barnett coming in. And then you have uh, uh, out of Washburn, you're, you're actually getting a, a super senior uh, walk-on commit to give a little bit of age to that uh, to that room. So I'm looking forward to it. I think the future is bright in the quarterback room. I'm not sure who is going to be the uh, – I'm not sure who's going to be the uh, quarterback's coach. I think we're still, I think we're still waiting on that information. I'm not, uh, I, I don't have any information. I would say all the tea leaves are uh, pointing towards uh, Connor Riley being the offensive line coach um, or offensive coordinator. Excuse me. He is the offensive line coach. Um, we'll see what happens there. Obviously, um, I, I think they're going to get through signing day without hiring a new coach. And I think that's honestly a smart move. It allows Taylor Bratt uh, to get out there, travel throughout Kansas, get into high schools. Uh, you know, you saw him get out into Colorado as well. Um, I think that is a good move. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm sure shortly after signing day, we, we might hear the announcement of uh, titles changing, maybe a new quarterbacks coach being hired in. Um, but stay tuned on that. I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, Kellen uh, Simonick is the uh, Washburn quarterback. So he is the one um, who transferred in from Washburn University to walk on and give, give a little age to that quarterback room. Um, and then the other thing, Devon Rice, we talked about it again on Wednesday. He commits to K-State. Um, he is a running back at the National Powerhouse, uh, Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. He's the number five player in the state of Nevada. Um, he was a Hawaii commit. He also had offers from Colorado, BYU, 
Also possibly had Texas A&M sniffing around, depending on which uh, you know recruiting site that you want to uh, subscribe to. Uh, great late pickup. Uh, I think setting up the running back room, him and Price uh, coming in being true freshmen. You have Joe Jackson, who's going to be a redshirt freshman, to pair with DJ Giddens. Um, are they going to look at a transfer? Are they going to maybe try to find a Juco guy? Um, to, to give a little age to that room. I'm not sure, but but I feel comfortable with those four guys. So, uh, you know, there you go. And, and that might be it. We might have our high school signing class um, already. All the names might be known. But, you know, eh, there's always a signing day surprise or two. Piece of news, final piece of news um, that we'll touch on. Uh, Cooper Beebe, all the, uh, the, the big five, the, the five publications that do All-American lists uh, that make up the consensus All-American list, Cooper Beebe swept it. Cooper Beebe, I, I think the initial press release had him as the only K-State Wildcat to ever do it. I think that's wrong. I think Terrence Newman was also a unanimous consensus first team All-American as well. I could be wrong, but I think Terrence Newman um, also did. I think they might have corrected that in in a later press release. Um, But Cooper Beebe, whether he's the first or whether he's the second, um, a unanimous consensus first-team All-American, I think think it is out the window. I think it is without a doubt. uh, There's no argument for anyone else. Cooper Beebe is the greatest offensive lineman at K-State. And quite frankly, quite frankly, I think he now has the argument to be the greatest football player ever to play at K-State. Again, uh, you could have the conversation of, you know, Terrence Newman. You could talk about maybe Michael Bishop. Um, but I, I, I don't think, I, I, I really don't think there's anyone else um, who, who could, you know, go head to head. I know there are. A couple guys, um, I mean, hell, Cooper was a first-team All-American last year, not consensus. Um, but, you know, two straight years as the offensive lineman of the year in the Big 12, two straight years as a first-team All-American, um, a unanimous consensus All-American. I, I think I think it is time, at least in my book, I, I believe Cooper Beebe is the greatest football player ever to play at Kansas State University. He is the guy... He is the perfect embodiment of K-State football. He's a Kansas kid. Um, I, 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 I just can't say enough good things about Cooper Beebe. I, uh, he, he deserves the world. I mean, if you're talking about uh, you know players you can make arguments for giving statues at K-State, um, I, I think he is right up there. Uh, and you could argue if anyone deserves it, it might be Cooper Beebe. So um, shout out to Cooper Beebe. Great family. Uh, we got his little brother Camden. Hopefully hopefully Camden can make some you know, All-American list before his time at K-State's done. Uh, that's putting a lot on the kid. But uh, Cooper Beebe, you are the greatest of all time. And then uh, quite, quite frankly, anytime someone asks me who's the greatest player to ever play at K-State, my, my answer moving forward is going to be Cooper Baby. So shout out to him. 
Uh, before we get into our top 10, let's give a shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. Uh, if you're listening to this live, I will be trying four Manhattan Brewing Company beers accompanied by four different Pop-Tart flavors live on the 1012 Network YouTube page Sunday, 8 p.m. in God's Time Zone. So be sure to check that out. Be nice to me in the comments. Um, we're going to have a little fun with some folks from Manhattan Brewing Company and the 1012 Network. Uh, the one thing I do know is those four beers are going to be delicious. If you haven't, get into the tap room, enjoy some Manhattan Brewing Company beer straight from the source. Get a couple four packs to go, get some crowlers to go. Uh, Wabash Ale, a collaboration with Wildcat NIL, is now on tap. It is now on sale. If you want to drink delicious beer and support Wildcat NIL, be sure to check that out as well. And if your local liquor store doesn't have it in the state of Kansas, be nice, be polite, but tell them that you want it in stores. All right, the first episode of our or my top 10 series uh, to, to end 2023 is going to be the top 10 players and then we're going to have the four uh player or five players that i predict will be in the 2024 list um it wasn't easy i i tried and i think you'll see with this i i tried to include uh the, the best players across all the different uh teams um and I think I did a good job. I, I, I think, uh, I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe you guys think I didn't do a good job. That's fine. Um, so um, we're going to go from 10 up to 1. Um, and, yeah, you're going to have to let me know your guys' list. Let me know who you would have included. I have some honorable mentions that I will talk about when I get to the top three. Um, but the first one, I'm just going to let it rip. And this is probably the most controversial one of them all. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm willing to defend it. And it's Aoka Lee. Look, I know she didn't play at all last sports season. And things are a little dicey when you're trying to do any of the basketball players. Because uh, obviously the majority of it was last sports season. You only have a little bit of time uh, so far this year. But look, I think... Aoka Lee and what she's been able to do at the start of 2023, proving that she is back and better than ever, coming off of that year-long stint recovering from uh, all of her knee surgeries. Um, She is proving that she's back. She is proving she's as dominant as ever. She was a massive part of the win over Iowa, Uh, went toe-to-toe with Iowa a second time, massive part about their win over North Carolina as well. And I think she is going to be a massive part going into 2024. Now, you can't, you can't, you know, project out, you can't, you can't put that in. Uh, to the 2023 ranking, so I understand why folks might say Scott that that's a bit of a stretch. Scott, you know, I don't I don't know about that. I I understand. I understand. If folks want to take uh, issue with me putting Aoka Lean at number 10 for the top 10 players of 2023, I'll understand. I'll listen. But she is in my top 10, uh, coming in at number 10. Number nine, I'm going with Kaylin Culpepper. Uh, the shortstop for the the Batcats. Now, the the K-State baseball team left out of postseason play once again. Um, It was a rough one. Um, 
And I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know a ton about college baseball. I, I watch the Batcats uh, quite a bit, especially once they get into conference play. But I lean on folks like Brian Smoller. I lean on folks like the Aggieville Alley Cats. I lean on folks like Mitch Fortner, uh, Mason, folks who really dial in on K-State baseball. And the thing you continue to hear is he might be the most underrated player in the Big 12. He was an honorable mention, all Big 12 guy. Then he went on to have a massive summer playing with Team USA as well. So I think when you couple together uh, the honorable mention, you couple in the folks who truly know K-State baseball and talk about him being maybe one of the most underrated players in the country and then you add in what he was able to do with USA Baseball I think Culpepper is more than deserving to be number 9 on uh, the players of 2023 and again he's already showing up on draft lists for the 2024 MLB draft so I think he is a guy who is going to be a linchpin on what hopefully is the team to get Mike Hughes in the K-State men's baseball team, or just the baseball team, the K-State baseball team, the Batcats, back in to postseason play. Moving forward to eight, I don't know if folks will react to this and say, oh, that, that's too low, oh, that's too high. Maybe I'm being a little uh, harsh on this one. I don't know. I, I think this is where uh, everything slots in, and that's Will Howard. Um, Will Howard... Again, he had some rough games. Um, I mean, he was benched. Uh, he, he was forced to go series for series with Avery Johnson. But at the same time, he did tie for the single season uh, touchdown pass lead. This season, he did take the all-time career passing touchdown record with him as well. And again, he, he, he did you know play very well in some games. Uh, K-State had one of the best offenses in the Big 12, one of the best offenses we've ever had, and a lot of that does go to Will Howard. Uh, I, I, I don't think you can take that away from him. I, I think Will Howard truly did have one of the best seasons uh, for K-State uh, athletics in 2023, in the year 2023, the calendar year that is, and I I, I think he deserves that spot. Um I, I, I truly do wish, as, as excited as I am for Avery Johnson in the bowl game, I do truly wish uh, he was playing in it uh, and, and he could go get one more touchdown pass uh, to have the single season record. I think that uh, he should be celebrated for those records, and, and I will miss him. I, I wish him the best. I don't know where he's going to land. I'm still holding out hope that he... Uh, I'm still holding out hope that he goes to the NFL, but um, you know, he I, I have him coming in at number eight uh, for K-State players in my top ten of 2023. Um, all right, moving to number seven, I'm going with Gabby Gregory again. She was the star of last year's team. Now, um, you, you, there's going to be at least one of my honorable mentions that probably would like to say, "Hey, you know, uh, what what about me?" Um, but she she was the big reason. She was the score. She got rebounds. Um, she played great defense, and she was the reason. She was the linchpin um, that that K State was on the bubble. K State women's basketball had a couple upsets in conference play, and she's she's been a great supporting character early on in this year as well. 
Um, when, you, when you couple all that together, I think Gabby Gregory has a great spot at number seven. Recently just had her 1,500th point in her college career. Again, this is year two at K-State. She had three years at Oklahoma as well. I think the dynamic duo uh, between her and Aoka Lee, we've seen it so far this year. Hopefully we're only going to see more of it. And they still have a couple games left before the calendar turns to 2024. I think that they are a great duo, and I'm excited to see what happens in the future. And I think she's a deserving member of the top ten. Final member before we get to the top five, and that is going to go to the greatest tight end K-State has ever had in Ben Sennett. Um, Again, I I, I think when you look at the offense and and you look at what Will Howard was able to do, you look at the career Cooper BB has, uh, going through this list and just right now I'm thinking to myself, God, man, we we underachieved. We could have done more. but Ben Sennett, I, I do think, has the claim to the greatest tight end in K-State history. I believe this season probably is the greatest single season in K-State history. Um, he was making big play after big play. He was the security blanket. He was the red zone target. He was a big play threat. Um, and, and all of this from a guy who, again, had a very, uh, you know, typical K-State career. It's a career that lends himself to um, you know, the hearts of K-State fans. Comes in as a walk-on from Iowa, initially playing fullback in Courtney Messingham's offense uh, before transitioning into a tight end in the Colin Klein offense. Uh, he is first-team All-Big 12 back-to-back years. He is an All-American this year. And quite frankly, going through all of this, talking through all of this, I I think it's probably harsh not to have him in the top five. Um, So for that, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry to Ben Sennett. Um, I I, I think that uh, I'm probably, I I think I'm probably a little little harsh on you. But but it was a great career at K-State. Again, another guy who I, I wish was playing in the bowl game, um, but I understand why he isn't, and, and he's going to be an NFL draft pick. It's just a matter of can he get himself into day two? Is he going to be an early day three pick? Where is he going to land? I know as a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I would love to see him uh, playing for the Chiefs. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm probably – I mean, I already made the list. I'm not going back on it. So I am going – to uh, keep Ben Sennett at number six, it's probably the harsh one. It's probably the one looking back on this list um, that I regret. But hey, you know what? It is what it is. Top six isn't bad though. So shout out to Ben Sennett. Uh, before we get to the uh, top five, how about a shout out for Charlie Hustle? Now you're probably go- actually I know today was the last day as I'm recording this was the last day you could get your stuff in time for Christmas. But look, who needs Christmas to give a gift? And you know what? After the year you've had, you probably deserve something for yourself. Get yourself a New Year's gift. Give yourself a new little injection of some hot-looking, comfortable, stylish, officially licensed K-State gear from K-State. It's cold out there. You need to layer. So get yourself... 
a crew neck sweatshirt or maybe a hoodie. Uh, and then get yourself a t-shirt and then get yourself one of the great varsity jackets as well. So that way when you walk into Bramlage Coliseum, you're going to be the best looking fan there is. Because you're decked out in Charlie Hustle. Get over the de- there today, charliehustle.com, vintage made fresh, and treat yourself. Because you deserve it. All right, let's get to number five. This guy, uh, first team all Big 12. And again, we, we talked about the Batcats trying to get back to uh, postseason play. And this guy is going to be a big reason. Tyson Neighbors, first team all Big 12. He's another guy who is on Major League Baseball draft boards for this upcoming season. The most dominant pitcher that K State had at their disposal. Uh, coming out of the bullpen, um, if he's coming in, you know it's going to be three up, three down. He is the real deal, and again, he's going to be a massive part of uh, you know K State's uh, upcoming season for 2023. He was named the U.S. Baseball Collegiate National Team. He was named a finalist for the U.S. Baseball Writers Association Stopper of the Year. He was a first-team All-American on multiple publications, a couple more second-team. And, of course, like I said, he was a first-team All-Big 12 uh, selection. Also, first-team All-Central Region as well. This guy had just about every honors you could have as a relief pitcher. And, again... Once he gets the ball, once they hand him the ball, it's three up, three down. And look, he can go, uh, you know, two innings. He can go three innings. The guy was lights out, and he is a big reason uh, that K-State baseball had a lot of late uh, game comebacks and hold on to a bunch of games as well. Again, if K-State baseball is going to have the type of season that we want them to, he's going to play a massive part of it. Again, honestly... Honestly, almost feels a little low. Um, but number four, we got number four before we have what I think is a is a very solid uh, top three. I feel great about my top three. Four through ten, I could have shuffled a million different ways. And then, then there's also some honorable mentions as well. Uh, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Number four is Aaliyah Carter. So Aaliyah Carter, um, All-American for K-State Volleyball. First team all-conference. She was the leader. She was just spiking and killing things all season long. I'm still a little upset that they weren't able to get into the NCAA tournament because they had some of the best wins in the entire country this year. Um, It is what it is. She announced she's coming back for her super senior season. So maybe I was a little excited when I saw that. Maybe I'm a little bit of a prisoner of the moment putting her at number four. But again, she was so dominant. And not only was she so dominant throughout the entire season. uh, Spoiler alert. When you go to uh, December 22nd when I do the top 10 games of 2023... K-State Volleyball makes a handful of appearances. And in those big games, when the lights shine the brightest, she stepped up and she was killing the ball left and right. She was elite. She is one of the best volleyball players we've ever had at K-State. And she's going to lead this team to a postseason run next year. I'm calling my shot right now. I believe Aaliyah Carter is going to not only be an All-American again next year, I think she's going to contend for Big 12 Player of the Year. I think she has uh, 
so many big things on the table next year, and I'm so glad that she is coming back for her super senior season. Uh, before we get to the top three, let's get into some of the honorable mentions. Some of the uh, young men and women I had on the honorable mention list. Mackenzie Morris from K-State Volleyball, another All-Big 12 selection. She is not doing her super senior season at K-State. She'll be moving on. One of the best defensive players at K-State or in the Big 12. Um, sad to see her go, but she had a great K-State career as well. Sydney Bowling, also from K-State Volleyball. Uh one of the big surprises for me in the 2023 uh, season, uh, she also made, I believe, second team All-Big 12. So she had a great season as well. I believe she's coming back. I don't know. I didn't do my research on that one. Um, but again, she was part of uh, one of the most exciting K-State volleyball seasons we've had in a while. Again, still bugs me that they didn't make the NCAA tournament, but you know it is what it is. Uh, from the K-State uh, baseball team, another pitcher, Owen Barama. Getting over to women's basketball, um, probably could have made a case for her to be in the top 10, Serena Sundell. Um, she's going to be a massive part of the season moving forward. She was a big part of last year's team, and she was a big part when she was a freshman uh, getting that squad to the NCAA tournament, uh, playing NC State in the round of 32. So she had a great season last year, off to a big start this year. Um, so Serena Sendell also on my honorable mention. Uh, we got Cam Carter on the honorable mention. More for his start to this season. Absolute massive start to this season. Also was a starter on that Elite Eight team last year as well. Big part of, uh, had some big individual parts in some of the big games last year. Um, so Cam Carter makes the honorable mention list. Um, Arthur Kaluma probably should have made my honorable mention list. He didn't, but hey, no. Arthur Kaluma also honorable mention. Uh, he was getting some National Player of the Week awards. He was the Big 12 Player of the Week this past week. Um, and so he's had a great start to 2023. Then we're going to uh, finish with three guys on the K-State football team. Des Purnell, the Topeka Cat. He had a coming out season, massive season. Um, honorable mention, all Big 12. Uh, had multiple... Uh, bonehead awards and multiple swagger sticker awards multiple defensive player of the game awards from our show he probably was the defensive mvp when it was all said and done and then khalid duke also getting honorable i think he was honorable mention all big 12 might have been second team um also had some votes for defensive lineman of the uh year he also had one vote for defensive player of the year for the entire conference so shout out to khalid duke and then the final honorable mention, DJ Giddens. DJ the Blue Jay Giddens. Um, with a big bowl game, he could still get to 1,500 yards from scrimmage for the year. Um, he did it rushing. He did it receiving. Got into the end zone. He was a great pass blocker as well. Um, massive season from DJ. Can't wait for next year as well. But uh, that's the final honorable mention. Um, now we're getting into the top three. And again, I, I think the top three are pretty obvious. I, I, I don't think you can argue with any of these. Uh, so number three, Keontae Johnson. First team All-Big 12. Uh, third team All-American. Uh, the 1B um, to the 1A of who's going to be number two on this list. Uh, but just, just a truly next level player. Again, he was part of the best duo in K-State basketball history. He made some of the most iconic 
plays in K-State basketball history. Again, how many times can a dude throw down an alley-oop in a game-winning situation? Because uh, Keontae Johnson did it all. He was grabbing rebounds. He was scoring points. He is the biggest impact transfer in K-State history. K-State basketball history. I don't think it's close. Uh, it was a saga to get him. It took a while to get him on campus. Um, but once he did, uh, he was medically cleared. He got up to speed. And folks, once he got up to speed, it was no turning Back Every time you walked into Bramlage Coliseum, you're asking yourself, okay, what sort of highlight play is Keontae Johnson going to make? Whether it's shooting the three, driving to the rim, throwing down an alley-oop, Keontae Johnson was worth the price of admission every single night. There are not many years in K-State sports history where he's not in the top two. And... I, I think it says a lot about the 2023 that he had. I think it says a lot about the 2023 that the men's basketball team had. Uh, you're going to see plenty of men's basketball games on the top 10 games of 2023. They absolutely dominate that list, and a lot of that is because of what Keontae Johnson was able to do. Not only does he win a bunch of All-American awards, not only is he first-team All-Big 12, but he was the feel-good story uh, of all of college basketball last year again Keontae Johnson has a sudden cardiac arrest at Florida the medical staff saves his life on the floor he rehabs for 18 19 20 months to get back on the floor and when he does he has his best season ever he becomes one of the top 20 players in college basketball and then he achieves his dream by getting drafted in the second round by the Oklahoma City Thunder again not many years is Keontae Johnson not you know number one or number two uh, for player of the year Uh, but what he was able to do the stories that were able to be told through his rehab process and then shining brightest on the biggest stage Keontae Johnson, player number two, or number three, excuse me. Keontae Johnson, number three. Number two, Marquise Noel. Again, you talk about 1A, 1B with the basketball team, what Marquise Noel was able to do. And again, if Keontae Johnson was the feel good story of the year, Marquise Noel was the highlight of the year in college basketball. Again, you talk about the biggest moments, what he was able to do in the NCAA tournament, not only scoring, but distributing the ball. Second to none. Again, the best distributor K-State has ever seen. He made, I believe, the all-defensive team as well. What he was able to do, in coming close to, I don't know if he ever actually ended up with a triple-double, but nobody in the history of K-State basketball has come even close to having the amount of points and assist double-doubles that Marquise Noel did. Every single night, you're listening to the post-game radio show, and you're hearing, oh man, just in from Tom Gilbert, Marquise Noel broke another record. Oh, Marquise Noel did something that no one else has ever done. Again, when you look at what he was able to do scoring the ball, what he was able to do distributing the ball, and the games he had in the NCAA tournament, and the games he had versus the ranked opponents, and what he was able to do, the alley-oops he was able to throw, the off-balance, NBA range three, no look, behind the back, everything. Again, he was the walking highlight. 
for the pregame hype video, you could have done plays exclusively just that Marquise Noel made. Again, he had a season that very few K-State players ever have. He was the leader that helped get this team to the Elite Eight. Again, he is one of the best that we've ever seen at K-State. And again, I think both Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson have a claim to be part of the Rafters conversation. I don't know if they'll ever get up there. Actually, no, if if Jerome Tang is around, if Jerome Tang is still at K-State, you know, seven, eight years from now, I bet you Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson both go up in the rafters. I I, I believe Jerome Tang will have the amount of clout uh, needed uh, to to get anyone who might be, you know, on the edge of being a rafter guy up there. And and again, uh, first team all Big 12, all American status, getting the team to the lead eight. I think both of those guys have a claim to the conversation to be uh, immortalized up in the, up in the rafters. But Marquise Noel, again, maybe not many years in the history of K State sports would not have would not have the number one spot. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, I think I think who the number one spot is is going to be pretty obvious now at this point. It's Cooper Beebe. Um, Cooper Beebe truly, I, I I truly think has a claim to be the greatest K State football player of all time, a unanimous consensus first team All American honor, something that I believe only Terrence Newman's been able to do. Back to back first team All Big Twelve, back to back Big Twelve offensive lineman of the year he's a guy who's gonna go either late in the first round early in the second round uh granted that's gonna be in 2024 so that doesn't really matter he is the real deal he's still coming back and playing one more game with all of his brothers and his actual brother uh for the bowl game uh captain i I truly think that if you made a the perfect k-state football player in a lab you come up with cooper Beebe. Again, every game he's making a sports center top 10 type of block. And it takes a lot to, to end up, you know, on sports center, on ESPN uh, as a lineman. And again, he did it like five or six times. I, it was a bit of an exaggeration to say he did it every game. But I, I think like half the games he, he truly did make a, a play that got himself on sports center. Um, the greatest offensive lineman, a, a great human coming from a great family. Um, Cooper Beebe is the number one player of 2023. And now I'm going to give the five guys and girls, uh, well, it's five total, um, that I think are going to be the top players for next year. Um, A lot of these are repeats. Luckily, you have a lot of them coming back. Uh, Kalen Culpepper for K-State Baseball, again, I think he's going to contend for, he's going to be a first-team All-Big 12 guy. He's going to set himself to maybe be a second-round draft pick in Major League Baseball. I think he's going to have a big season. Uh, He's going to contend for All-American honors. Again, um, it it was between him and Tyson Neighbors coming back. I went with the uh, shortstop, the guy who's going to play a little bit more. But I think both guys are going to be All-American candidates. Neighbors, again, Culpepper for this year. Um, and again, Cole Pepper had such a big summer with USA Baseball. I think he's really shooting himself onto the map uh, when you talk about college baseball. 
Aaliyah Carter coming back for her super senior season. Again, I think she's going to be an All-American once again. I think she's going to lead this team uh, to, to get back to the NCAA tournament. I think she's coming back with a chip on her shoulder. And I think that she is going to be scary, uh, you know, hitting on the outside in her final year of college eligibility. Uh, Aoka Lee, again, I, I All-American. You could be talking Women's College Player of the Year um, hopefully leading K-State to uh, you know a Big 12 title race. Hopefully leading K-State to a top four uh, seed in the NCAA tournament uh, so they can host games in Bramlage Coliseum. Uh, so Aoka Lee is on that list. Uh, the next one, Tyler Perry. Again, I, you could have gone with Cam Carter here. Could have gone with Arthur Kaluma. I do think that he is going to get hot shooting. And again, if he can raise that shooting percentage from beyond the arc, you know, from down in, you know, the 15, 17% type of games that he's been having lately, if he can get up to 14 points, he's a guy who could be averaging close to 20 a game. And he's getting close to six assists a game, handful of rebounds, handful of steals as well. He could be a, uh, if there's going to be an All-American on this team, I think it would be Tyler Perry. So if he steps it up, if he gives us what we hope to see, he will be on this list next year. And then the final one, Avery Johnson. Again, it's a level of talent we haven't seen at quarterback uh, probably since Michael Bishop. Maybe L. Roberson. Again, I love Colin Klein. I think Colin Klein's the, the second best quarterback K-State's ever had. But he did that on grit, determination, and, and you know all the you know bullshit stuff you say about quarterbacks. Um, I think there are more talented, there are better athlete quarterbacks than Colin Klein. I think Avery Johnson is the greatest athlete we've ever seen play quarterback at K-State. And I think he's going to have a massive sophomore season. So Avery Johnson, Aoka Lee, Tyler Perry, Leah Carter, and Kalen Culpepper are my five predictions of K-State players that will be on this list next year. All right, that was a little rough. That's the first time I've done a list like that uh, towards the end of the year. Please comment, tweet, at Bosco's Boys, at Scott Wildcat. Who did I miss? Who was a snub? Who would you have moved around? Who's on your list for 2024? Let me know. Um, that's all we have though. I believe, I don't believe, I know tonight is the final night of Hanukkah. So everyone celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. I hope the festival of lights have been, uh, wonderful for you and your families, uh, to everyone else. Happy holidays, uh, Christmas again, it's going to be here before you know it only 10 days away as you guys are listening. So Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Um, again, I've said this and I promise I, I'm going to stop saying this soon. Um, but if you've ever thought to yourself, oh, hey, I, I, I would pay for Bosco's Boys content behind a paywall, or oh, I, I would think about doing a uh, Patreon, please take that money that you, you would say, oh, I, I would spend this for, for more Bosco's Boys content and donate it to a charitable cause near and dear to your heart. Again, I'm not going to tell you uh, what to choose. Uh, choose something, choose a cause, choose an organization that you believe in and, and make that donation during this time of giving. Um, again, uh, Sunday, 8 PM on the 1012 network, uh, YouTube page. I'll be going live with Manhattan Brewing Company and the 1012 network doing four beers and four pop tart pairings. That's going to be a blast. Uh, Monday, hopefully I've said it so much. I hope I haven't jinxed it. Hopefully Monday, we're going to have a show with Jeff Mitty. Hopefully on Tuesday, we're going to have the drunk Q and a with Grant. 
Um, Wednesday is going to be a uh, grab bag. We're going to talk about the K-State Nebraska game, any sort of news that pops up. Hopefully on Thursday we're going to have a signing day reaction show. And then on Friday, next Friday, you're going to hear my top 10 games from 2023 and then the five I'm anticipating for 2024. Phew, that's all we have. Okay. One more time, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy holidays for Chauncey, the best dog in the world. I love Chauncey so much. For my family, the best family in the world. My name is Scott McFarland. Merry Christmas, we love you, and go Cats. Network.